You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape. This is podcast episode number 200. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, training using short rest periods to build muscle and lose fat, nutrition, beware the four-letter word, and motivation, can competitions keep you committed? Well, here we are at the 200th podcast. I can't believe we've actually done 200 of these. And I want to thank everyone who listens and who helps to keep this podcast popular on iTunes. Really appreciate all of your feedback and your comments and everything that you do to help me make this podcast as good as I can. Now, I was hoping to unveil a whole bunch of different things for you, but as usual, Uh, One thing leads to another, and yes, I'm behind on some of the projects that we've been working on. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to save that for another podcast, but I will give you a sneak preview of what's going on. As you know, I'm always thinking of different ideas and products and ways to help you get in shape easier. So I actually have a whole new website that we're working on, and this is a video workout site, and it's going to be at quickfitclub.com. And actually, if you want to go to that site, you can get on the notification list so you'll know exactly when it's ready to go. And when I need a few people to test the site, I can certainly see if you're interested, because I'll have to be choosing some people to make sure everything works correctly. Now, in case you're wondering what Quick Fit Club is, well, it's actually something that I've designed for the busy mom or busy woman or anyone who's pulled in so many different directions and they're constantly interrupted and rarely has time to do anything. These are going to be video workouts that you can do at home. And there are going to be 30-minute ones for full body sculpt and 5 to 10-minute mini fat blast workouts. So whether you have 5 minutes or 30, you can get in your best shape ever. Now this site is also going to have some of the same items that Club Fit has, or I should say similar items that Club Fit has as far as nutrition and motivation and daily tips, recipes. It's also going to have a video library of the not only the exercises but little mini workouts that you can go ahead and do if you want to have something different. So basically you're going to be getting a new full body workout each month. And you're also going to be getting a new 5 to 10 minute workout each month, which you can download. That way you can do the workout anywhere. So even if you take the mini workout and do it two or three times, you're still going to get the benefits of a great workout. So combining all the different things at once to save you time. Now, of course, there's going to be uh, menu plans and different motivation guides and goal setting and all of the things that you really encompass getting in shape. So that's just a little bit of a preview. So if you go to quickfitclub.com, you can get on the notification list either for being a tester or just when the entire site is ready to go. Now, Club Fit is still very much active, and Club Fit is basically going to be more for the gym workouts. So it 
still has each workout that is was used in the fitness makeover program and if you've seen any of my websites that's the program where the members at my gyms gym did it and they lost anywhere from five to ten pounds in the first month and about five or ten inches in the first month too so there are major changes in just the first month and that was basically a three to four day a week workout program of about 45 minutes Actually, I should say anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes because they're just very effective workouts. So those are the kind of workouts that you would get at Club Fit. And if you join that, you would be able to print out the logs. There's still the pictures there of how to do the exercises and you can keep track of everything. So if you like to do your workouts at the gym, then you're probably going to be more interested in Club Fit. And that would be fitnessmakeover.com forward slash Club Fit. So in the meantime, I'm going to keep working on the Quick Fit Club and trying to say it without tongue twisting and let you know when it's ready. Now also with that concept, I'm doing a couple of short-term programs, a six-week makeover and a 10-day makeover so that if you are really pressed for time and you need to just bang it out real well, that'll be for you. So it'll be along the lines of the videos that we'll be doing with the Quick Fit Club. So again, you're going to have plenty of options and you could even go with all of the above because you're certainly going to have a lot of great workouts to choose from. So I'll be giving you more information on both of those things in upcoming podcasts. But for now, let's get into this episode. In training, we're going to talk about using short rest periods to build muscle and lose fat. Now, I know a lot of times we think of short rest periods and losing weight or losing fat, or maybe even short rest periods with high repetitions because that's more of a cardiovascular type workout. But there's also been studies that show these short rest periods can be used to build muscle. And I think generally when we think of building muscle, we think of power lifters who lift a whole lot of weight and then they rest a couple of minutes before the next set because it takes more time to recover when you're doing heavier weight. So the heavier the weight you lift, whether it's three repetitions or four repetitions, the more rest you need before you do the next set. Whereas if you're doing higher repetitions like 12 or 15, you do not need to rest as long before the next set. Even though you may not be ready for it, your cardiovascular system is certainly going to be working harder, but muscularly, you don't need as much rest. Something else that short rest periods do is they actually manipulate your hormone response to exercise. And this is one of your best tools to get fast body composition results. And I found two recent studies that show the parameters for doing this type of a workout. They actually show you how you can program your rest periods along with the amount of weight that you're lifting, the number of sets you're doing, and the tempo that you're using. Now the first study was actually using 27 second rest periods for 12 sets of three reps. Now I know we said before that usually the smaller the reps, the longer the rest periods, but you know these are the studies that are doing different things. So That's what they did. They found in that study that the 27 second rest periods actually produced better results than the 60 second rest periods. So that was actually suggesting that the shorter rest period was metabolically more taxing and thereby result in more growth hormone being released, which will lead of course to greater fat burning in your body. 
Now, if your goal is more of sports performance and not weight loss, the longer rest will definitely allow you to produce more power. So if you're playing sports, of course, that would be the way you want to go. Certainly, there's a place for both of these protocols to be used in your training plans. Because remember, you're not doing the same training over and over again. You have to cycle your plans every three weeks or every four weeks or every six weeks. You need to be mixing up not only the exercises you do, but the sets, the repetitions, all the different parameters. And by the way, this is where Club Fit comes in because your workouts are done that way and you don't even have to think about it. You know, you're automatically having what I call a cycle to go through and then a new one before your body gets too complacent with the one you're doing. So we need to mix it up, not too often, but not too far apart either. So again, different things, rest periods are definitely one of those factors that you can include in your program to change it up. Now the second study that I found actually provides even more support for this theory. In this study, they actually used two different training protocols and compared the effect of either 60 seconds of rest or 90 seconds of rest intervals on testosterone and cortisol response in trained young men. So these are not beginners. These are people that are already have that workout base. And the different repetitions and sets that they used were like this. They used the um, hypertrophy protocol and the strength protocol. So the hypertrophy was at 70% of the one rep maximum with three sets of 10. Then the strength protocol was 85% of the one rep max with eight sets of three repetitions. So yeah, you're going very heavy and you're definitely doing a, a lot of sets on one of them. Now, both workouts trained with these exercises. They did the barbell bench press, the squat, the lat pull down, and the leg extension. Now, the results showed that the 60-second rest interval using the hypertrophy protocol, which is muscle building, um, produced about 22.5% increase in testosterone response after the workout. And that was the greatest increase of all the different trials that were done. Now that same workout using a 90 second rest interval produced the second greatest testosterone response with an elevation of 20%. And that is pretty significant. Now, both rest intervals, 60 seconds and 90 seconds, using the strength workout increased testosterone only by about 13%. Now, neither one increased cortisol, indicating that they can be used to build muscle and strength without causing too much catabolic stress, not causing the muscles to break down themselves. So of course, that's very good because we definitely don't want to do that. So knowing that whether you use 60 seconds or 90 seconds, if you did a workout that was using 70% of your one rep max for three sets of 10, which is pretty average for a lot of workouts, you're gonna get some of the best results. And that's kind of falls along my own theory that says you don't have to kill yourself to get in great shape. You just have to do the right exercises the right way and be consistent. Now, if you're not sure what 70% of your one rep max is, there's calculators not only at Club Fit, but you can find them on the internet. Just type in one rep max because you don't need to do a one rep max. I mean, that can be dangerous for some people. And some of these calculators are fabulous because all you do is put in how much weight you would normally do for a set of, say, 10 or 12 repetitions, and it will tell you what your 70%, 80%, whatever percentage of that one rep 
max is so that you can train more efficiently. Now, you may or may not actually be able to do that actual weight. And if you don't, use it as a goal. Obviously, you want to get stronger as you work out. So see if you can use that as a goal to be able to do the same weight, maybe for more repetitions. And that way, you get not only the, the boost of your metabolism and your testosterone and your body fat burning, but you also get stronger at the same time. Ultimately, a workout is only as good as it takes the body to adapt to it, or I should say it's only as effective as long as the body has not yet adapted to it. And, you know, depending on how many years you've been training and what kind of shape that you're in and what level you're at and what type of workout you're doing, that's going to vary from one person to the other. That's why some people will do, change their workouts every two weeks, sometimes three or four. So it just depends on you. The basic thing is that you just mix it up. There's no one perfect workout. They all work, but they all work up to a point. And the key is to change them up before you get to that point. Now in nutrition, we're going to talk about that four-letter word. And you know what? As far as working out and exercise and fitness goes, there's a bunch of four-letter words that I don't let anybody use, whether we're in my gym or whether it's just a client or whatever it may be. Those are four-letter words such as can't and rest and diet is another one. And that's the one that we're going to go over today. So how often do you say you're on a diet? How often do you hear other people say they're on a diet? And the next minute, you're not on a diet or they're not on a diet. What kind of thoughts and emotions and feelings does that word bring to you? Most often, they're not always the best feelings. They tend to be a little bit negative. You know, people seem to perceive diet as a struggle, as something that's unpleasant, something they don't want to do, something that deprives them from what they really like. And they usually undertake diets because they want to improve their weight or their health. And it's not necessarily their first choice. It's just a way to get an end result. Now, you may be on the other side of that where you say diet and you know that means the foods that you eat. Nothing more. It doesn't mean a plan or anything. It just means the foods that you eat, that is my diet. And that's really how the word should be used. It's not something that is restrictive. It's just what you eat on a regular basis. And sometimes our diets are good and sometimes they're not so good. Just like some days we feel good and other days we don't feel so great. Now, if you had any of those negative thoughts about the word diet, go back and think about them and see if your impression of diet was formed when you were trying to get in shape or maybe trying to lose weight. Do you think about being on a diet and eventually having to come off the diet? And are you worried about what will happen when you get off that diet? Realistically, people getting off a diet will be reverting back to old habits unless they've actually made lifestyle changes. And that's why lifestyle fitness is so important because it's not a short-term fix. It's something that is permanent. It's creating new habits that support a healthy lifestyle. It does not mean being perfect all the time. Nobody eats perfectly all the time. I sure know I don't. But I also know that I can kind of balance it out so I can have my cake and eat it too. Sticking with the heavy weight training, definitely boost the metabolism. I'm certainly able to eat things and drink things that I never thought possible and maintain my shape. Now, I'm not contest ripped and shredded right now, but I'm not in bad shape either. So 
you can have that balance. But the thing is, it's habits. And my lifestyle is such that I'm in the habit of getting up and eating breakfast, having a snack, making sure I have some protein with each meal. All these things add together to get that body that you want and make it easy for you to keep it. And it certainly makes more sense than having to be on a diet because diets seem restrictive and you think they're going to end and that's just no way to live. So making those little lifestyle changes that actually become habits and that's what the habit is. It's something that you do over and over again, whether it's good for you or not, it's still going to be a habit if you're doing it constantly. Now, I've gone over in a lot of different podcasts how to create new habits. And I think actually the last podcast, number 199, reviewed some of that as well. And that is also part of the Fitness Makeover. The control, the gaining control section of the Fitness Makeover seminar is all about creating habits and recognizing habits that are either productive or destructive because it's really just one way or another. The biggest thing you can do to help yourself is to take a look at what your habits are when you get stressed out or when you're busy. I mean, what what do you default to when times are not their norm? Okay, when you're low on energy, do you certainly go to some food that's good for you or something that's not? I mean, look at these habits. What are the automatic choices that you make and see if they need to be reprogrammed into choices that are more positive and productive and getting you closer to your goal instead of farther away. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the Fit Girl USA Facebook page. So that'd be facebook.com forward slash Fit Girl USA and tell me what you think about that word diet. Are you on a diet or are you making changes and making new habits and new thoughts about food? Now realize this isn't a test. There's no right or wrong answer. Everybody's going to feel a little bit differently about the word diet and whether they're making changes that they think they should or they want to or whatever the case may be. So anyways, just give me some feedback so I know what all of you are going through right now. Now in motivation, we're going to talk about how to keep you well motivated, how to stay on track, stay committed. And one of the things that are becoming very popular are competitions. And these are ones, not just bodybuilding competitions or fitness, these are ones that are geared towards different activities. Um, Down here we have the mud challenge and I can't remember the names of them, but there's a bunch of other obstacle type course uh, challenges that people can do. So it's not who is looking the best, it's who's strongest or who's in the best shape overall. It's not just a bench press contest. It's kind of a full body contest. There's also ones that uh, CrossFit has and certainly there's different sports and yes there are those weight loss competitions that different cities or maybe health clubs might have. Now why do they put on these types of competitions? Well a lot of times it's to give you that extra motivation to stick to your program. It's also a way for you to challenge yourself. Can you do something faster? Can you do it better? Can you complete the challenge that you could not complete last time because you weren't strong enough or didn't have the endurance or whatever the case may be? Now, competition is supposed to help improve you. It's really for self-improvement. So if you're the kind that has competition against somebody else, it might not be quite the right thing for you. It should be that that other person gives you that little extra push to keep going, but the idea of competing against yourself 
is really where we need to be. I mean, unless we're in the competitive sports arena, we really need to be competing against ourselves. And a lot of times these type of challenges are very friendly and very supportive because everybody really wants each other to succeed. It's not necessarily me against you. It's all of us against this mud challenge or this obstacle course or whatever the competition is. Now, in addition to competition being a great motivator, and I actually know a bunch of people that do the CrossFit, and they are very competitive, so it's actually a good thing for them. Um, not necessarily do I endorse CrossFit for most people because most people are not quite in the shape to handle that type of workout. But regardless, even if your competition is just against your friend as far as how many times you can get to the gym or how consistent you can be in your program, that's still a competition. And somewhere inside you, there is that drive to want to win. Now, another component is commitment, and this is something that's used a lot in weight loss and, and physique competitions, is to make a big public commitment. Nowadays, a big co public commitment can also be posting it on your Facebook page or putting it out there in an email or whatever way you communicate with people. Sticking it out there and letting people know that you're going to do something gives you that commitment, gives you that extra push that you might need to have when you feel like skipping a workout or not doing whatever you're supposed to. And that also gives you a deadline because you have the event at such a point or if it's a challenge, you certainly have a start and end date or maybe it's just a start and end month, whatever. You have a deadline and that deadline always provides motivation and even if you don't make that deadline, you're going to get close to it. So whether it's um, a, a deadline or maybe a prize or maybe a little bit of both, there may be just some notoriety involved as far as having your picture up on the uh, bulletin board, either at the, the gym or your school or wherever you're doing this competition. Either way, once you have that, you get that commitment, you've got that motivation to either achieve something or to achieve something to win something, because ultimately everything is about achievement. You know, you'd always want to be able to achieve your best. And even if you don't get 100% to that goal, even if you don't, say, finish that mud challenge, you'll probably have gotten closer than you did before. And you learn not only what you can do, but you also learn that you can commit and achieve something. You can complete something. And that's very important because a lot of times our weight loss goals are so um, out in the air. You know, I'm going to lose this much by the end of the year. And they always seem too vague. So knowing that you can actually complete something by saying, okay, this is my competition or this is where I want to be. Yes, sure, you can revise your dates and stuff. But ultimately, you can finish something. And knowing that, you'll be able to have a better self-esteem. And you'll be able to say, hey, you know what? If I really, really, really want to accomplish something, I can. So let me find something that's very important to me and I can put behind it all the effort, motivation, desire that I need in order to achieve it. Now, one last thing on that. You can also create your own little mutually supportive competition with a friend, but try not to make it something that is not quite easy to track. Like, you know, weight loss is gonna be different for everybody, so are measurements. Maybe something like who can cook the best chicken or who can come up with a different recipe um, or who can make sure the other one gets up on time to go to the gym. And it could just be having your own competition that you support 
each other with. You know, maybe your goal is to get to do cardio three times a week and your friend's goal is to lift weights three times a week. So you can still be in a competition to see who achieves their goal. It doesn't necessarily have to be against each other. Because I know 